This is the Twins Insider Podcast. I am Michael Rand. I am in studio. Lavelle E. Neal III is in Chicago. Lavelle, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, a glorious afternoon in Chicago right now. Blue skies. Uh, the field looks great. It's warm. I'm just looking forward to a little, little baseball here before we head to Detroit. A little afternoon baseball. You're looking forward to it. A lot of Twins regulars are not looking forward to today's game because they're not in the lineup. Let's let's go through some some injuries here. A lot of them lingering. A lot of them, you know, minor, but still um, a pretty big uh, bite taken out of uh, the lineup for the uh, the short term, at least with no Sano, uh, no Kepler, uh, no Buxton. Still, uh, of course, and. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. Even uh, no, no, no Marwin, no Marwin Gonzalez. That's a lot. Yeah, of, no Marwin. Uh, it's a lot of output there. What's uh, so? What's what's the short term and what's the long term plan uh, in terms of kind of getting through this stretch with call ups and who's going to get healthy and then what's going to happen here? Well, see, Sano got hit in the forearm with a pitch yesterday. Yep. Ended up coming out of the game and it was it was kind of tight on him, but he, that's manageable. Uh, but Sano woke up this morning with a stomach ailment ah. that's uh, adding to his woes. So um, he is available off the bench this afternoon. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounds like if everything works out, they probably would prefer him just to get a day off. Okay. But uh, he's fighting through his stomach thing, and his forearm is tight, but he can play with it. Okay. But they just figured that uh, they'll they'll bring him in off the bench if they need someone to impact the game later. So yeah. um, that's the current one. Kepler's got a sore knee. I, if you guys remember yeah. – uh, when the Twins were back in Anaheim uh, and Kepler was playing in center field because Buxton was on the DL, right. uh, <laughs> and Kepler ran into the wall and hurt his knee. Well, that, that knee has occasionally flares up. It's done it like okay. a couple, two, three times since then, and it flare, flared up before yesterday's game. So uh, they sat him out yesterday, and uh, the manager said this morning that uh, Kepler's in the same role, role as Sano right now. If he's needed to uh, late in the game, they could probably use him. So, okay. Mar- Marwin, it doesn't sound like uh, he's in that mode. Uh, they want to make sure that abdominal muscle slash o- oblique issue gets quieted down because if right. you for- force the issue with something like that, then uh, you can knock yourself out of line sure. for even longer. And sure. We're getting to September here, man. you got to have all hands on deck as possible. And so uh, I would imagine that uh, Marwin probably will take it easy today and see how he's feeling to get to Detroit. And Buxton, Buxton's going to run around and do some stuff on the field, but he's not going to swing. He's not going to be... They, they, there's no plans uh, right now to send him out again after a couple of days. I just want him to let the, the shoulder uh, rest, but try to do things to keep his legs moving okay. while the uh, shoulder is still healing. So, um, But he's still in the IL, yeah. and he's in the IL uh, indefinitely. So um, this, is a, this is suddenly becoming a challenging uh, stretch for the Twins here. They haven't had Buxton uh uh, Kepler and Rosario in the outfield together since August 1st. They pretty much have gone yeah. this whole month sure. uh, without their first choice right. lineup. And I think we've seen we've seen the, we've seen how that's affected the game offensively and defensively yeah. because they definitely lose range as soon as Buxton is in center. And it hurts two positions because Kepler can, can play center, but he doesn't play as well as Buxton. Sure. And, but whoever plays right field in place of Kepler doesn't play right field as well as Kepler does. Right. So uh, yeah, exactly. Spots are affected when when this happens. So uh, that's that's kind of an issue here for the Twins going forward. I would imagine, you know, after uh, the first is what day? Is that Saturday? First is Sunday, um, I think. Sunday. Sunday yeah. I would imagine we see Williams Astadio as part of yes, some of the, the Tortuga. Here. 
Get him. Yeah, the, the return of the Tortuga. He could play a little outfield. He could play a little center. A little he played center last year. Yeah, oh, I, it's, it's cringeworthy. <laughs> I know, he's out I know. There running I'm around. I just, I'm just I don't know. That's he would be a option. He just uh-huh. wouldn't be the option for no, me. But no. uh, the, there'll be some re- the relief. Will be coming here soon. Will be what? The relief will be coming up soon. Okay, well, that's, and that's good. I mean, it feels like it's a good time for them to have rosters expand, not just from the injuries, but, you know, they're going to need, you know, this pitching depth, this kind of shuttle they've had going between Rochester. They can stop that for the last month and just have all these guys here, use them in in blowouts or, you know, in, in games or situations where, you know, to, to help kind of freshen everybody up, presumably, as they, as they push towards the postseason. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be interesting what pitchers they call up because I, I'm, I'm hearing Romans. It's going to be one, maybe two position players, and a whole bunch of pitchers coming okay. up. And uh, but most of them we've seen already. We've seen yeah. Ryan Harper. He'll probably be back. Cole Stewart will probably be back. Uh, Zach Littell will probably be back. Thorpe. And then left-handed Thorpe will be back, and Devin Smeltzer will probably be back. Sure. You know, will will they add a Granarol or, right. or Alcala? I don't know. A Granarol just gave up a three-run homer yesterday and a breaking ball. Um, I don't know if uh, if he's ready for prime time yet. I, we got to remember that. I think yesterday was Granarol's seventh outing since coming <laughs> off the injured list. And that has to be taken into consideration yep. here when you want to talk. I mean, people are on Twitter, you know, let's just get him out here and let him blow it by people. And I'm like, we don't know right. that's, if that's going to happen or not. Right. You don't want to put a guy in a position where he gets his brains beat in and then he has to go into the offseason thinking about what happened to him in, sure. the, in his one major league shot. Um, the reports I'm getting, too, is that he has having trouble repeating his mechanics. Hmm. You know, you, you, that's going to be uh, – that would be exposed on a major league level, you know, if he gets up here and tries – tries to face hitters. So as much as I like to see a guy throw 101, 102, um, yeah. you know, I, I think the twins need someone who can give them out. Now, if they want to bring them up and spend a month in, you know, heavy tutorial tutorials and, sure. and working on his mechanics and maybe pitch him through three times and think that he can learn that way. Okay. Well then go for it then, I guess. But, uh, and neither, I, the, I would, neither the I two would, young, neither the two young flamethrowers are on the 40 man yet. Right. I don't think so. So that would be another thing they'd have to do. So, um, so I, uh, I just think that uh, I think it's, I mean I don't mind. I don't blame the Twins for them getting to AAA. Yeah. It made things interesting. And plus, you know, since the AAA teams are now using the, the Major League Baseball, right. It's great for them to get the used to the new baseball as sure. well. So I mean, it, there's a benefit to it. But I just don't know if you want to put them in the heat of a playoff race. But yeah. we've seen young guys come up before. Yeah. Right. As a young kid, I remember. The Phillies were in the playoff push, and they happened to call up this kid named Marty Bystrom yeah. in September. And Marty Bystrom, I believe, went five and all. Yeah, you know, they made the playoffs, and so they they made someone have an injury so Marty could be on the postseason <laughs> roster. Yeah. So it it happens, you know. Right. But, uh, I just know if it's just the time that something like that could happen. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. They certainly the first two games in Chicago restored a little bit of pitching order. At least there was a there's a kind of a concern there. Um, and rightfully so, with with kind of the way things unfolded on the homestand, the way things had really gone in August. I mean, I think you know the the Buxton factor. I wrote about this the other day. They're they're giving up four runs a game when he starts. They're giving up five point seven runs a game when he doesn't start. And some of that's circumstantial, but but man, I mean, they've they've missed him yeah. this month as they've pitched poorly, but got back to that better starting pitching a little bit so far in the the first two games of the White Sox series. Pineda goes five. Odorizzi goes six, both of those good starts. And it feels like the bullpen is 
falling into line a little bit better these days. Once you get once you get Dyson looking like Dyson, what was yeah. supposed to look from the start. Now Trevor May looked awfully good last night and has looked good in a lot of his recent outings. Uh, Duffy's pitched pretty well. Then it Duffy's to... rolling right now. Duffy's yeah. had a roll of twelve scoreless innings, I believe. Sure, and he looks pretty good doing it too. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's what... a guy they like to bring in in the sixth or seventh. You know, kind of that. Uh, you know, he's th- now that he's not starting, he he throws. You know, not he's not a hundred guy, but he's a ninety six, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he he'll he'll get there and right. and get get enough velocity with that good breaking ball to to be effective. Yeah, the one thing I'm noticing, Mike, is that um, the bullpen usage is going to have to be tweaked. I think going down the stretch here, and I, I think it started. Because as soon as I wrote about it, and maybe Rocco read my story, that they stopped pitching Rodgers in back-to-back games. Right. Because the second day of back-to-backs have just not been good for him sure. this year. Last year was fine. I think he had a 3-5 ERA yeah. uh, the second day of back-to-backs. This year was like 7 or 8. But uh, I also think uh, Duffy or Trevor May, they'll yeah. come into a game and Duffy will hit 97 or Trevor May will hit 99 or 100, or whoever, based on what, whose opinion you're, sure. you're going to believe. Uh, and then the next time they come out, it's like 93, 94. So it's coming and going. But I think if these guys get a, a day or so off in between outings, yeah. that they'll stay fresh and their stuff will stay sharper. So I think Broncos going to limit these guys to one inning outings to get the most out of them down the stretch. It'll be easier to do once he has a, a deeper bullpen to deal with because I think you can sneak, you can throw Latell out there in a the sixth inning with his new. You know, sure. one seam sinking fastball, and he can get through the inning. Right. You can throw Ryan Harper out there and see if he can trick someone. And you could. Right. And you know, I I, I like Devin Smelser's ability to throw strikes and sure. be competitive. You know, yeah. and he can give him a couple innings, so these guys can make it easier on the rest of these guys not to go back to back and log the right. the serious uh, the serious innings. And on top of that, with a favorable schedule, you're not in these pressure cooker games where. You know everything's going to count here. They're going to beat up on the Royals, the White Sox, and and the and the, and the Tigers the rest of the season. Yeah. And they're going to have that one week when they fe- they face the Nationals and one other good team. Oh, the Red Sox. Yeah, they got uh, Cleveland next week. Yeah. Yeah, Cleveland, and then um, and then they have a, a home series against Brian Dozier, Kurt Suzuki, and the Nationals. But <laughs> right. other than that, you right. know, they they've got the bottom teams of the right. uh, the AL Central here. So, um, they're in the position to get everything calibrated going into October. Yeah, they are. They they just got to get healthy, and they got to figure out kind of a bunch of things pitching wise still. And you know, one of those is you know this could get obsolete quick, but you know Barrios pitches today. That that's been a concern all month. Um, you know, and I don't even think if he goes out and pitches well today, that will quell all the the kind of uh, scuttle there. But what what's the what, what's the word inside the clubhouse? What how, how are they feeling right now about Barrios? Well, I think they're they they want him to have a good outing. They try to kind of ease his mind and get back on track here. It, you know, when you refuse to talk to the media and like leave, knowing what your responsibility as a starting pitcher is, yeah, that tells me you know mentally he wasn't in the in the right spot to a talk to us or just in general. So sure, um, he's he mentally he needs a good outing. I think just for peace of mind and to have something to build off of. Um, you know, and you know this is like the second or third year too where there's been a drop off late in the season. You know, he hits he hits the dead arm period which every pitcher goes through, but then he stays in it. You know, right. So. As, and as much, um, this is just me speculating, but as much uh, as it's entertaining for him to post all his off-season workouts of him pushing cars through fields and <laughs> doing all these training, he, he may have to come up with a different approach to training that helps uh, build stamina late in the season. And yeah. uh, doing everything he's doing now to keep in shape and be strong, it may not be, be working. Of course, you know, looking at my body, I would, uh, I'm would i probably the last person you want to ask 
for work on advice on, but, yeah, but you, just an observation for someone who's uh, seen these things evolve uh, through the years. And your job is not predicated on, you know, being in the peak physical condition. We are writers. We bang away at keyboards, and that's what we do. Um, exactly. Hey, as long as Patrick Gorsi's on staff, I can always feel better about it. I was a little, <laughs> I was a little bit, uh, I don't want to say, alarmed isn't the right isn't the right word because I know Thad Levine kind of talks in in circles sometimes or talks in you know in, in ways that kind of espouse a lot of qualifiers and whatnot. But his quote about Buxton the other day was basically like, you know, we're still confident he's going to be able to help us before the end of the year. That didn't exactly like. Uh, set off uh, a lot of joy in 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 my uh, in my heart. That made it sound like this is still a couple weeks away. Is that am I on the onto something, or is that just the way Thad talks? Well, I think I think, and this also I think Rocco talks this way too. It's hard to get these guys pinned down on a timetable. Right. It's hard for them to commit to a date or a number of anything, and so I think he soft pelted it. Just so if it does take another week or two, right. that he, he didn't say something that he has to regret uh, in, within a week or so. So sure. I think that's how how um, um, Thad shaped it. But it is a little bit concerning, too, because, I mean, I'm writing a Buxton update for tomorrow. And basically, he's going to be out in the field running around and doing stuff. But, you know, there's still no timetable for him to try to go out somewhere and get a couple of games in before yeah. the minor league season. In. And we're running out of minor league season, we are. to be honest with you, for, yeah. him to, to, for him to get games in. So sure. I don't know how he is going to be um, tested once they determine that the shoulder is good enough for him to play. And basically, the only thing that he can't do is swing. When he takes a good hard swing uh, at, at the ball, that's when he feels he it feels in his pain. shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So, um once they can get that, you know, died down, I'm guessing they'll do some ice and things like that. And you know, I, I'm icing my shoulder right now too because I, I may have a potential rotator cuff tear, oh, so man. I know how how irritating that could be, you know, on a daily basis. So, um, well, we'll see how it goes with Big Buck. How important is it? I mean, the because we we keep talking about you know the 26 of 38 at the end of the year to you know against Chicago and Detroit, and obviously they've they've played a, a bunch of those already, and they finish with those teams but i mean they like we talked about the they those kind of tougher series are clustered together i mean they go to detroit next after this and they've got four there but then they go boston and then they're back home against cleveland and then is that the nationals after that and then at cleveland after that sounds that? right so yeah. let's, let's you know after after this stretch against chicago and detroit there's 12 pretty tough games uh i mean you know, Boston isn't quite what it was. That those are, you know, maybe not what you you looked at, but they're still trying to fight for a wild card spot. Yeah, um, they'll be playing desperate, and that's going to be a really yeah. interesting series for the Twins. Washington yep. too, and then you know, so there's, there's 12 games coming up in a row that are against better competition uh, before things get easier again. How important is it for them to kind of target uh, getting healthy for that stretch? Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that's going to be uh, uh, an important factor here. I'm, I'm trying to get everybody back online here to, to get their best lineup possible on, on the field. Um, the, the the Twins have played Cleveland tough this year, and they played the Red Sox pretty tough at home early this year. Though they did drop two or three, and I don't know what to expect with the, in the Nationals uh, uh, series. I mean, if uh, if they get Strasburg and, and, and uh, Scherzer, then it's going to be a right. major test for sure. them. So sure. Scherzer striking out everybody right. this year. 
you know, what is it, eight straight years of 200 strikeouts or something like that? Yeah. That's just unbelievable. So, but, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be fun, interesting baseball. You know, I think, uh, you know, some people are worried that uh, the Twins are going to peter out, peter out here, but I still think, I still think the things are, they're, they're hitting the tougher part of it, of their easier schedule. By, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But uh, it should be fun and entertaining games. And, um, they'll, you know, they'll be still favored to win a fair share of those matchups. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, the other teams have to play the Twins. The Twins are a good team. We know at this point that they're a yeah. good team. They're, what, 30 games over 500 right now? Something like that? I mean, they're, they are at a... 30 a, over with 30 to play. 30 over with 30 to play. So that means they, they are guaranteed to go at least 500 this year, Lavelle, even if they lost all 30 of their last games. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and Everything else is gravy. Aim high. You know? aim, aim high. But here's another question for you. Um, Martin Perez has looked better lately as Kyle Gibson has not. If there's any kind of continuation to that theme in the last month, is there any chance you think they would toy with the idea of Perez being that fourth starter in a postseason series instead of Gibson? I think everything has to be on the table when it comes to winning a short series, and that has to be under consideration. Perez, um, has, you know, he came into the season firing that, that uh, cut fastball at right-handed hitters. Yeah. And it, w- it was just devouring them early on, but they started laying off of it, realizing it's coming off the plate. But Martin has made, Martinez made an adjustment now. He's throwing more change-ups, which I'm a big proponent of. Yeah. You're, he, if you're a lefty throwing 95 and you got a good change-up, you should be able to – you should be able to work your way through a lineup. And I think Martin is having more success with that and hiding the cutter now. You know, he's yeah. uh, being more uh, more uh, judicious, judicious about how he uses that pitch. And I think it's put him in a good spot right now. So, uh, Jake Odorizzi, 265 ERA over yeah. his last six starts. Ever since he had that uh, that, the nine, that nine-run blow up against the Yankees, you know, he's gone back to spotting his fastball and he's had success. He got nine swings and misses off his fastball yesterday. Yeah. I think he had 16 swings and misses overall, which is pretty good for him. So, um, you know, you, you, and you get Barrios figured out. You figure you got Barrios. Well, we got, you got, we got Michael Pineda, too, who's yeah. pitched well. So P- Pineda and Odorizzi are the best things going in the rotation right now with right. Perez trending upward. So right. that would uh, – you would expect Barrios to bounce back and give him a capable fourth. So that would put – Gibson in the hot seat, man. For, I, uh, I would think so, right? Stars. I mean, he's 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 yeah. a guy that is has probably been the kind of steadiest of, of all of them, just because mm-hmm. you know his, his year hasn't had a lot of huge ups and downs. I think he did even get the win the other night, even though it was uh, you know uh, that that's you know shows the cosmetic nature of wins. But right. um, you know, he's he's a guy who, yeah, I I don't know if there's a huge trust factor there right now and and Perez is a guy that if you get him into the postseason if he if he is on he's a guy that even in a shorter start even a four inning or five inning start has a good chance of maybe getting you through with only one or two runs allowed against a better lineup yes yes he he definitely can if he just get through that order twice then he's doing his job you know and then try to figure out the rest of the way all hands on deck with that bullpen so yeah so yeah, so we've seen. I think we're seeing some stabilization going on with the rotation here. Um, you know, since they weren't able to trade for a significant upgrade at the deadline, you got to go with what you got. Yeah. And so the key now is getting what you got, pitching as well as it possibly can going into uh, October. Syndergaard got rocked last night. Who needs him? He got give up. Saw like, that. Gave up like nine that. runs against the Cubs. Didn't need yeah, that. Thor Don't go on that. Thor got <laughs> Thor, Thor got hammered. 
Uh, I'm telling you, I was watching Kimba pitch yesterday. He's still not all there. No. I, mean, I think he's got a 4-2 ERA, but he got the save. Yeah. His ERA is over four. I, I Man, it's, it just seems like uh, spotting this breaking ball is just kind of come and go. And if hitters just lay off of it and wait for something straight, they got a shot against him. What's the uh, what's the day they're going to break the uh, the 267? They're, they're charging at it pretty hard now. Well, they're killing me now. They're averaging 1.92 home runs a game. Uh, about a month ago, I think I wrote a game story predicting that they would break it in Boston. Yeah. Uh, during a Boston series, but they they're putting themselves in a uh, on pace to get it by Labor Day. Yeah, they could do it in, in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, they could do it in Detroit yeah. now. The way Detroit's pitching staff's going uh, is definitely possible, and you know we're not done with the White Sox yet here. No. You know they they, they could they, they they could pound this White Sox bullpen is leaking oil right now. Right. And um, you know when I think bringing in Hector Santiago is like their version of waving a white flag. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> so uh, they, he's pitched twice already in this. No, no, he was warmed up. He was warming up Tuesday and then pitched yesterday. Okay. But uh, these other guys, these other characters in the bullpen, man, I just aren't getting it done. Um, the Twins could hit three or four homers today and just close in, close that gap even further. The funny part is the Yankees have been on a homer hitting streak too. I think they're only like, what, nine or ten behind the Twins right now. I know. I mean, it would be something if, I think the Twins have played like two or three fewer games too. So they're still, they're still it's probably still going to be the Twins that wind up with the most home runs at the end of the year. But that would be, that would be a very Twins-Yankees-esque thing if, if everybody was talking about the Twins and setting this home run record and then the Yankees caught them and passed them by the end of the year. And you know, both of them obviously went past 267, but it was the Yankees that ended up with the record. That would that would be a very yeah. Twins-Yankees thing to happen. Yeah, and I'm, I am predicting, as I don't know, uh, I am predicting that Nelson Cruz will hit a home run today. Wow. Uh, he will not He will not get through a series against the White Sox without home run. He has tormented them all the year. It will continue today. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, first pitches in about an hour, but uh, we'll, yep. uh, we'll we'll do this again uh, a few days from now. Lavelle, thanks, man. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Glad to help. Good talking with you. All right, bye.